Hello, everyone, and welcome to Mugs and Mystery. I am Monty Morgan. And I'm Casey Combs, and today we have the assassination of Ali Ghaffar Okan. 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 I hope that's how you say it. <laughs> that's probably right. How the hell are you, Casey Combs? Right. You know, I'm okay. I'm all right. Good. Been busy. Yeah, you have. It's good to talk lot, to you again. A lot missed, going on. We missed you last week. Yeah, you guys did okay, though. Yeah, you did we, all right. You did great. Matt did wonderful. He did all right. Yeah, it was a good time. It's a good time. <laughs> How's Colorado? Colorado is beautiful, minus my allergies here are awful. So. Oh, really? Yeah, everybody says they get better, but it's bad. Um, a lot of elm out here, mm. and that's what gets me. Like, I woke up one day and my eyeballs were gooped shut. It was disgusting. Gross. Yeah, your face said enough. I know people Gross. can't see your face. <laughs> so I've been doubling up on uh, allergy meds and stuff, but uh, they're getting better. They're just a little bit leaky now, so I'm hoping like I get acclimated to it or something. I don't know. Mm, I mean, I'm sure you will, right? Yeah. I oh, think that's what happens with allergies. Yeah. I don't know. I was told to eat local honey, so yeah, that that's supposed to help with a lot of things. So it sounds like hot toddies for me. That's all I heard. Chucks. God dang it. <laughs> yes. Poor guy. <laughs> yeah, Colorado's great, and hopefully you're. Did you get your papers signed? Hopefully, I don't know. Uh, no. What did, what did the realtor say this morning? Hold on. It's a whole thing. It was pushed off to next Friday. The, they're waiting on the agent that did the probate probate paperwork to sell the parents house estate to sell the parents estate. The attorney left our house out. So they had to get the siblings to sign off on it. All have signed except for one, which she's supposed to sign today. And then the attorney will take it to the judge to sign on Monday and then send it over to our attorney. Fuck. And so hopefully next Friday no, we'll be able just, to go. No, dude, you need to just pick a new house. Fuck all that. Don't say that right now. Man. What's the matter? What's happening? Nothing. My peas are hot. Let me see if this will. Your peas are hot? <laughs> like my. <laughs> Oh. Yeah. Can you still hear me okay, though? Yeah, I can hear you All fine. Right. I'm going to I put this koozie over the mic, and I'm going to use it as my <laughs> my cover. The other one's upstairs in the other room, which is exciting. We're going to actually have a whole, like, recording studio area. Stoked. See? Here's another soon. reason why I don't want to get another house, because I'm going to have my own little office, and it's going to be set up all yeah. for everything that we need, or that I need, I guess, yeah, really. Yeah, as long as you're probate third cousin sister uncle signs the paperwork off, and then the judge who's married to... His brother decides that you guys can have the place. Man, no, George, no, 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 no. The weird. judge would not be married to his brother because that would make him a homosexual, and that's not okay. What, in Georgia? <laughs> yeah, in the South, in oh. the South in general. Well, you can't be gay in the South? I mean, you can be gay in the South. There's a lot of gay people See, in the South. You're it's gay just, in the uh, South. It's just... I don't actually like the whole phrase gay in the South because it sounds like... <laughs> like I mean, <laughs> that alone just sounds like... Some sort of innuendo for like a euphemism, an innuendo for a euphemism. What the fuck is wrong with me? You just woke up. That's what's wrong with you. Listen, it is early here, okay? Oh no, okay. It's twelve o'clock there. You're right. Is it two? It's two hours now, right? If I said yes, would it matter? I want to pretend no. like it's still ten a.m. You know, when I move, though, I'm going to be like five minutes away from being one hour difference from you. Oh my god, that's such a pain in the ass. <laughs> Oh, man. <laughs> but we'll, you'll have your own space, too, so it won't even matter. We can hop on anytime. Yeah, it's going to be great. Right. I'm true, excited. True crime, anytime. <laughs> yeah, all right. Very excited. When do you start work again? I was supposed to start today. Uh-huh. 
but see, I'm gonna start Friday or Monday. My bad. Oh, I thought you had said this. You said the 16th, but then I knew that we had this. I thought I, I don't know. I thought I read something wrong, or I was confused. But then I was like, eh. That's what happens when you're gay in the South. I mean, you're not wrong. (laughs) Oh man! All right, should we get into this? You want to get onto it? Sure, sure. Do we want to go over the terms first, or? I, Do we want to leave those for us? I have the terms. I have no idea. I didn't. Is this like a spelling bee? I didn't know. Did we were you gonna, not read this? I woke up just now. Oh my gosh! No, the terms. It's not a spelling bee. I. I will. We just won't go over them. I will leave those in there. They're more for us, I think, so that we can explain them when we get to this. Well, I already know. know what what, I mean, I already know what these are. Oh. Do you? Not all of look them. Look at me. Don't look at the paper. Look at me. Look not, at me. Not all of them. What is... <laughs> so I read the Democratic Party, and then I read the one about guns. I don't know what the PKK is. You know PKK? Well, we'll just go over them when we get to it. Okay. Um. So to start this off, I apologize for all of the names of people and places that I'm sure I will be butchering, and Monty will definitely be butchering. No, no, no. <laughs> Um, Diyarbakir is one of the largest Kurdish cities in Turkey, located by the banks of the Tigris River next to the Diyarbakir Fortress. Ali Ghaffar Khan was an assistant inspector to Izmir police director. He had served in several different posts until he was promoted to superintendent in 1983. In 1985, he was promoted to chief superintendent, and then later in 1986, he was appointed to general director of security. A few more years and a few more promotions, and in 1993, Ali was promoted to commissioner, which is the second highest position in the police organization in Turkey. He took office in Kars province, eastern eastern Turkey. God. What? Oh, nothing. He's just up on the ladder. He's, he's climbing that ladder. He's a big boy on in Thanksgiving. That was what? A, that was a turkey joke. <laughs> I'm going to be stuffing a lot of those in there this episode, Casey Combs. <laughs> I'm going to be on a casserole. Oh, fuck. Stupid. <laughs> Listen, I just woke up. My puns aren't there yet. I might still be in, like, dad mode. Okay. Uh, when Ali arrived in Diyarbakir, he made it very clear what he was about. At the time, Diyarbakir uh, was just center of conflict <laughs> with Kurdish separatists and guerrillas. Ali announced over the police radio, Since two days, I've been on inspection in the city, and I realize that my colleagues have no sense of duty. This is my first and last warning. He said, dun, dun, dun. That, he said that over the radio? Over the radio. Yeah, he's not fucking around. But it's all guns and missiles over there. Like, isn't every other faction at war with each other? Uh, I mean, I think parts and places of certain places are. I don't think the whole of Middle East is like that. Like in 83 and 85, though? I oh, like... this is in 93. So, yeah, probably. I don't know. I'm, I really... I think it is. I think that was like just war-torn. I, I could be completely wrong. Hey. I'm just a, what do they call us? I'm an infidelity? An an infidel. An infidel. An infidel. An infidelity. (laughs) Uh, One of his first acts as commissioner was to unblock the street in front of the police station. The street was previously blocked off from civilians. He also lifted roadblocks within the city and installed security cameras that would survey critical locations in the city to help prevent crime. He observed the streets on a giant monitor in his office during the events. Um, And yes, you were right. From 1982 to 1995, some 15,000 people were killed, the great majority of them Kurdish civilians. Yeah, I thought it was just war-torn chaos over there. See, I do know things. I'm not, com- <laughs> I'm not completely stupid, I just can't read good. <laughs> the atmosphere in Dabakur was chaotic at the time. Instead of patrolling the streets and working to make them safer, many officers preferred to stay in the office and perform, quote, desk duties. End quote. Because the streets were seen as risky. Ali sent all officers, male and female, out to the streets. He asked them, what are we afraid of? 
He instructed the officers to treat the citizens with kindness and affection. I mean, he sounds like he's trying to make shit better. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So women police officers in Diyarbakir went to control traffic in the city for the first time. Ali deployed two patrol cars, each with two female officers, tasked to pick up runaway children and to search for lost children, find them, and deliver them back to their parents. They also helped the elderly and handicapped to the exit gate at the local airport. Ali was very much trying to show the Diyarbakir people the police department were making changes and were there for the city, and more importantly, the people of the city. This was strange to the people of the city. However, they embraced it. Citizens used to never meet with former police chiefs, but met with Ali often and came to like came to like and trust him more and more. In a short amount of time, Ali had shown the police department were the police department were for the people, and he made people believe in his objectives. We are for the people. I was ordered to protect life, possessions, and honor of the citizens. Here, I came for that. Yeah. Go, Ali. Yeah. I mean, that sounds like he's doing the right shit again. I feel like, mm-hmm. man, if, I don't know. I was going to say, if all police were like that, I would be totally behind the police. Mm-hmm. But I just watched a 13-year-old boy get shot. Yeah, unfortunately, they're not. Ali was also a fan of the local football club. He attended almost every home game and did not act as the police chief while there. Instead, he acted as the president. He would hug and encourage the team and run around the field with a flag held over his head. Ali was very much a leader in both profession and heart, and he embodied every bit of it. While Ali was enthusiastic and successful in rebuilding the bridge between police and civilians of the city, he did not forget his primary duty as member and leader of law enforcement. At the time, violent acts by Kurdish Hezbollah... By Kurdish Hezbollah, a predominantly Kurdish Sunni is, uh, Islamist militant organization active against PKK and the Turkish government. See, that's why I put the terms there. Yeah, it doesn't help <laughs> me say it any better. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, violent acts by a Kurdish Hezbollah. I feel like that's so not correct. I think it is. is Kurdish it? Hezbollah. I, I think so. Hezbollah. Shablah. I mean, like, it's probably more like that. Yeah. All right. But. Uh, the Hezbollah were happening throughout the area. These were primarily directed towards toward the group's opponents, including the PKK sympathi- 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 sympathizers. Jesus fucking titties. Sympathizers. All right. So I guess I need more than like an hour to wake up before we start reading. Yeah, because that's going to fix it. Uh, including PKK sympathizers. Um, and the PKK are the Kurdistan Workers' Party, political organization and armed guerrilla movement, which has historically operated throughout the greater Kurdistan, but now primarily based in southeastern Turkey and northern Iraq. Which is my favorite part of the Turkey. The northern Iraq? The southeastern Turkey. <laughs> I think that's like the legs and stuff, right? Oh, I thought you liked the breast meat the best. No, I like the legs. They're so easy to eat. I can put like the whole chicken leg in my mouth and just like strip it's it. It's a turkey leg. I got a big mouth. You can, I was gonna say, you can put a whole turkey <laughs> leg in your Listen, mouth. Listen, I'm gay hey. in the South or whatever we said earlier. <laughs> Man, I don't think I could put a whole turkey leg in my mouth, but I'm really excited for Thanksgiving though. because I'm I gonna really tr- want you to try. I'm going to try. There's no way I can't not try it. I'm going to be thinking about it. Until Thanksgiving. That's so far away. <laughs> um, all right. Well, in January of 2000, the leader of the Kurdish Hezbollah, Hussein Vilogulu, was killed in Villa in Istanbul during a police raid. Ali played a huge role in the crackdown against the Kurdish Hezbollah and helped put hundreds of members in jail. It found more than 150 bodies of murdered victims. Damn. These murdered victims were thought to have been murdered by security forces rather than the Hezbollah. So, which security forces? Like the... Just security forces... Throughout Like hired Turkey. mercenaries type of yeah. deal? Okay, okay. Uh, friends, families, and co-workers pleaded with Allah to start riding in, armored, in an armored car. He declined. 
What would citizens do when I ride an armored car? A week before his death, Hollywood released the names of 26 Hezbollah hitmen in a press conference. 45 minutes before his death, he stated in an interview, I'm not afraid of the Hezbollah. He believed that no one would kill him because the citizens would protect him. Dun, dun, dun. January 24th, 2001, Ali had left his office at headquarters to meet with the pro- province governor, uh, Semi Sir Had- Hadley? Sir Hadley? Sir Hadley, yeah. <laughs> traveling in his office, an armored car with a police escort. He was traveling downtown. The convoy was ambushed. Unidentified gunmen less than 1,100 yards away opened fire on Ali and his escorts. Three police officers were killed at the spot. Two others died in the hospital. Four officers were wounded. Almost 20 bullets hit the police chief's head, including the round the gunmen fired at point-blank range to make sure they had finished the job. God damn. I mean, I feel like everybody saw that coming. I I saw it coming when he was talking trash on, like, you know, Mm -hmm. all the bad guys. Well, he releases their names and stuff. I mean, those guys are no joke. The whole place over there was chaos, so... I mean, he was trying to do the right thing, but I feel like he should have known it was coming. <laughs> the assailants fled almost as quickly as they had ambushed the convoy. There was word that one of them was injured in the shootout. 469 empty Kalashnikov. Kalashnik- Kalashnik- I think it's Kalashnikov. Right? Kalashnikov cartridges were found at the crime scene, fired from 16 different rifles. Um, oh, that's the manufacturer of AK-47s, AKM, and AK-74 rifles. I didn't know if you knew that. I knew that. Oh, well, I didn't know that. (laughs) Our listeners may not have known that. The area was searched extensively and several suspects were brought in. No group claimed responsibility for the assassination. The attack was attributed to the Hezbollah because of the previous death threats Ali had received from them. Which makes it even perfect for a different group to do it because they're like, they don't even suspect us. Mm -hmm. But usually, I mean, usually over there, don't they like, they claim that they're the ones that did it. We did it. They want... I think they you know only, what I mean? only I think they only do that with attacks on Americans and like other Oh, not like their own political countries. Group yeah, of, yeah. Okay. Cuz what are they going to do? Come over here and invade us again? Like bring it. Come mm. on, we'll kill someone else. But I think over there it's more like Hush hush. But uh, the citizens of Diabakur, who had finally felt like they were part of the city and working in tandem with the police, were heartbroken and grief-stricken. The day after the assassination, thousands of Turk and Kurds gathered in a spontaneous mass protest against the assassination. They chanted slogans condemning the attack. They marched to the governor's office building, held a moment of silence, and paid tribute to the murdered police officers in their caskets draped in the Turkish flag. Surprised they didn't bomb that place, too. Mm. A Kurdish nationalist political party member condemned the assassination and demanded immediate capture of the attackers. They insisted that the parliament set up an investigation committee during trials in August of 2008. A former member of PKK, who had turned informant, testified that the... Jitem, or am I saying I J-I-T-E-M? That's what I would have said. I don't know. Testify that the J-I-T-E-M. Um, that is unofficial intelligence agency, Jindarmiri Intelligence and Counterterrorism, an embodiment of the deep state used by the establishment to enforce alleged national interests. Also, also said to be the military wing of Ergencon. Ergencon. Yeah, I, mm-hmm. I knew that. So it's the deep state. It's the Turkey's... Turkey's version of the deep state. The deep state. Mm-hmm. Do I need to say the Grand Murray, Gendarmerie, no, Gendarmerie no. Intelligence? No, I just said Was that. Was that you explaining it for me? Yeah. <laughs> hey, thanks, man. No, I got your back, man. All right, well, they testified that the JITEM had carried out the 2001 assassination. The theory was the JITEM, we're calling it the JITEM now. Okay. <laughs> 
could operate in the region easily before Allah had taken position as chief. The informant also testified that Hezbollah had never attacked the state office before. Even though they had been investigated by Allah Aliyah previously, a police officer who was wounded in the attack also testified in 2011 that he believed it was a staged attack by the Jidim. By the Jidim. By the Jidim. <laughs> wow, we can just American that up, can't we? <laughs> the two suspects were later tried before the Fifth High Criminal Court in 2010. They were found guilty of involvement in the assassination. The court also stated that the attack was prepared a long time before by professional killers and that the planners, as well as their connection abroad, could not be traced back. In 2011, for the 10th anniversary of his death, a project called Journey of the Hearts, Martry, Marty? I'm calling him Mart. Martry? I think it's supposed to be Martyr, and I just spelled it wrong. <laughs> oh, Martyr. Ali Gafar Okan, A Story of Brotherhood took place in Hindik, the birthplace of Ali. 101 boys who had been named after Ali, Ali Gafar, or Gafar Okan, etc. I feel like I'm missing something. Why is this missing something? Am I missing something? No, I feel like I just... What are you you missing? You missing me, Casey Combs? I do miss you. Has it been that long? You're missing me? I do miss you. Well, anyways, I think the state set it up and had him killed. Was the, was the state corrupt? I mean, yeah, probably. It's the Middle East. Most of the state is kind of corrupt, isn't it? I don't 100% know. But I feel like if he had the, all the police on his side, are police and state extremely different over there? Or are they connected? I, I Just this is way out of my wheelhouse as far as knowledge. Other than war-torn country, just what I've seen on the news and stuff. I just don't know the... Corruption is perceived to be a problem in Turkey by private enterprise and the public at large, particularly in government procurement. Right, but is, are the police and government separated or are they as one? Mm. That's what I was trying to get at, like figure out. The one good cop in Turkey. Mm. They made gravy out of his brains. That was poor taste. That was, that was poor taste. Yeah. We'll put some seasoning on it. <laughs> <laughs> ah, he set up for the second swing. Mm. All right, it doesn't matter. It doesn't really say. It was definitely set up by somebody. What just happened? What do you are mean? Are you picking your nose right now? No, I was reading. <laughs> Sorry. Things are in different places now. It's hard to... All my stuff's in different spots. Maybe I am picking my nose right now. Gross. I would just do it on camera. I don't care. <laughs> oh, man. Do you think the government killed him? I don't know. I was trying to see. It says the two suspects were later tried... And found guilty of involvement. So what, what were they connected to? That's what I'm... Like, whatever they were connected to, if they found, were found guilty, well, that doesn't mean anything. They could have been just the scapegoat. People want mm-hmm. answers, you know, especially if the people were behind him that mm-hmm. much and they, you know, did all these rallies and stuff. They definitely want an answer, whether it's... The right answer or not. Right. I mean, people in that egoic crowd mentality, as long as they get an answer, that's enough to at least sate most of the brains, you know? Mm-hmm. He just wanted to make things better. Don't we all? Not, no, not everybody. Some people definitely don't. That's me. You don't want to make things better? Nope, I want to make things worse. I don't believe that at I'm all. I'm here to fuck shit up. That might be true, but I don't think you want to make it worse. Oh, you're right. <laughs> oh, man. Did I tell you what we got a gun pulled on us by an Uber driver? Yeah, well, you didn't really tell me the whole story. What happened? Fucking what? wild. Oh, we got into the car, and uh, so we get in the car. We're coming over from the bar. We didn't want to drive. Drunk, obviously. So we get in the car, and he's like, Take your fucking mask off. We're like, what? He's like, yeah, we don't know fucking masks in this car. And he's like, already started driving. I'm like, whatever. I'm in the backseat with Matt. I don't care. And he's up front. So we take him off. 
and he pulls out his, we, God, how did it go? Matt said something about, I guess we don't need protection or whatever or something, you know, just funny. He pulls his gun out and like points it up in the air. But he's, like, also driving, so he's turning over his shoulder to talk to us. So he's, like, when he turns, like, of course the gun, like, tips mm-hmm. back, you know, towards us. I'm like, Jesus fucking Christ. Fucking wild. Did it, you give him a bad rating? Hell no. He knows where I live. Oh. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Dang. Yeah. Aren't they anonymous or something like that? Oh, I don't know. But I thought ha- the ratings were anonymous unless you put your name on them. How many people you pull a gun on that night? What if it's only one? What if it's only two? It's still 50-50 chance he's going to come over and be like, yo, what's up? I mean, I feel like if he pulled a gun on you guys, he probably just is an asshole and pulled a gun on. He just look how tough I am. Yeah, he's trying to show off his little his little peepee or something, man. Stupid. Yeah, it was wild. And the whole ride home, he was like, you know, all these black people are the problem, and then all these Mexicans coming over are the problem. And he's like, and then we got to deal with gay people. And I was like, oh my god, this. Fuck. Was he an old man? No, no, he was my age or younger. I would say he was thirty-five or thirty somewhere in there. Jeez. Yeah, he was a dumbass. Well, welcome to Colorado. Right? <laughs> Good time. And then some Billy Strings looking guy got out of his truck like he was going to beat me up the other day. People out here can't drive worth a shit. No, they cannot. I mean, I feel like you knew that though, right? Well, I think it's everybody coming from 30 different states. You know what I mean? They're all just a plethora of bullshit. I think it's kind of the same thing down here. You have all sorts of different types of drivers trying to be in one area and you can't figure it out. <laughs> And the roads don't help out here either. They say it's an organic community, which means they just build roads as they need them so they don't make any Mm. sense. Mm -hmm. Like if they think they need a road over here, they build it. But it just like, it'll go to where, as far as it's supposed to go to fill that need and then stop (laughs) until they decide they need that road to continue to go somewhere else. It's like a toddler putting together a Legos out here. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Spooky shit. It's yeah, something. Spooky shit. <laughs> that guy that got out of his truck, I swear to God, and he was like, and I was like, all right, I guess we're doing this. Like, I'm not going to not get out at this point. I mean, you're in a vehicle. You could have just, like, driven away. I was. I was in a parking lot. I had plenty of room to go. Well, welcome to Colorado. Good times. You're in, you're in Colorado Springs, right? I am. Hmm. I was just curious. Yeah, keep springing all these weirdos on me. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Spooky shit. Okay, time for spooky shit. Is it really, really that spooky? I gotta come up with a better name than spooky. I feel like I'm talking to a toddler. I like spooky. I say spooky. Say spoopy instead. Spoopy? Yeah, spoopy. Definitely talking to a toddler now. <laughs> maybe we should call it, maybe we should do a whole meatball mystery episode. A meatball. She's so excited to be a meatball. For my meatball mistress. Guys <laughs> <laughs> are stupid. Oh, now we're the stupid ones? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's all I got. I was like, yeah. I love it. And I haven't had meatballs in so long. I'm so disappointed. Why not? Why not? have I had, not had meatballs? Yeah. I don't know. I just haven't gone and gotten any. I've just been eating. You should go to Denver and go to Ikea. Tell Matt you guys need to go to Ikea and get some Ikea meatballs. Man, I really like the meatballs I got, though. Well, try something different. Just because you like one thing doesn't mean you can't like the other ones the same or better. I mean, I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just. I know I'm not wrong. Very particular about my meatballs. I have to find a meatball I like. I like it. I like it. I like it. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Okay. 
Uh, well, first we have Shamaran. Shamaran is a mythical creature. Shamaran is known as the queen of the serpents. I put snakes in parentheses. I was going to say, stupid. like, people don't know. <laughs> uh, she is depicted as a wise, intelligent woman, woman having female features above the waist and serpent below. And as one of the stories goes, there was a young man whose name was Taham Masp. Tom Mahasp. <laughs> That's actually one word, not two. <laughs> He didn't have the same first and last name. Uh, he was tall and handsome. He was the son of a poor family, and he worked as a woodcutter. One day, he and his friends were working around the forest, collecting wood when they found a well, which was full of honey. They decided to take the honey. Uh, Tom Tomasp, start calling him Thomas. Tomas climbed down the well to recover the honey. But when the honey was all gone, his friends left him in the well and went away. Oh, what a bunch of dicks. Right? Hey, thanks for the honey, asshole. They're probably using it for their <laughs> local allergies. Mm. When he realized they weren't coming back, he lost all hope until he saw a hole at the bottom of the well. Using his knife, he made the hole big enough to squeeze through, and he found a large, cavernous space. Exhausted from his efforts, he fell asleep. What a dumbass. When he woke up, he saw thousands of snakes around him. The snakes were looking at him. When they had noticed he was moving, they started to approach him. He thought he would, he thought he would be killed by them, so he felt, he felt so helpless that he closed his eyes and began to pray to God. But nothing happened. So he gathered up his courage and opened up his eyes. Before him, he saw a beautiful young woman who was half human and half snake. He was so surprised, he said nothing. But this exotic creature said, Don't be afraid. We won't hurt you. I am Shimaran, and I am the queen of the snakes, serpent. You are our guest. Now you are with us. You must feel safe, and you must rest. We will talk to you tomorrow. And she went away. Tomas thought he was dreaming, but he closed his eyes and fell asleep again. A lot of sleeping in this fairy tale. He's a very sleepy guy. That's probably why his friends left him. <laughs> He's just going to fall asleep on us. Damn. Right? Uh, in the morning, Tomas woke up and found himself in a large hall in a near and nearby he saw Shamaran reclining at a table where a sumptuous breakfast had been laid out. Warily, he joined her at the table, completely captivated by her beauty. He couldn't take his eyes off Shamaran. They had breakfast together and Shamaran told him stories about the history of mankind. Tomas was captivated by the stories and entranced by Shamaran's kindness and care for his comfort. Before long, they had fallen in love with each other. I could fall in love with a snake woman. I mean, you've, you've fallen in love with worse. Wow. <laughs> wow. That was mean. I'm sorry. That was very venomous of you. <laughs> well, in spite, Casey Combs took a dig at me. <laughs> in spite of his happiness, Tomas still felt a sense of emptiness because he missed his family. Shamaran didn't want him, didn't want to let him go because she loved him so. She allowed him to return to the world above, but she warned him that he must not tell anybody about the subterranean kingdom of the Shamaran and the land of the snakes. She also warned him that because he had been with her for so long, he had taken on some of the characteristics of the land of snakes. She told him not to bathe with other people because on contact with water, his skin would take on the appearance of snake skin and mankind would know his secret. Well, Tomas returned to the surface and kept his counsel and kept his promise to Shamaran. Many years later, the king of the surface world in which Tomas lived fell ill and his doctors told him that the only cure for his illness was to eat the flesh of the Shamaran. They told him the story that there were people in the land who knew where the underworld kingdom of the snakes... Oh, they told him there were people in the land who knew about the underworld kingdom of the snakes and that the only way to find out who they were was to pour water upon them because water would turn their skin into scales like a snake. In this manner, they would be able to find someone who knew the way to Shamaran's kingdom. So the king ordered everyone to go to the public baths and under the eyes of his soldiers to immerse themselves. Tomops tried to hide, but was found by the soldiers who took him to the town baths and threw him in. As the Shamaran told him, his skin took on the appearance of a snake, and the soldiers dragged him 
from the water, bound him, and took him to the king. Oh, shucks. Well, he's kind of a dumbass. Anyway, I'm surprised he didn't fall asleep. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Under torture, he gave up his secrets, and the soldiers went to the well, and entering into the kingdom of the snakes, captured the Shamaran and took her to the palace of the king. Tomas felt full of shame and remorse when he saw Shamaran. Shamaran then turned to the soldiers and the king and said, As I'm about to die, I'll give you my secret. Whoever eats my tail will attain wisdom beyond measure and long life, but whoever eats my head will die. Upon which, the captain of the king's guard killed the Shamaran and cut her into three pieces. The captain of the guard, wanting to gain wisdom for herself, ate a piece of her tail, while Tomasp, distraught at death of Shamaran, consumed part of her head, wanting to die. But nothing happened to him. The captain collapsed and died, as did the king. The truth was that the wisdom of the Shamaran filled her head, and now was part of Tomasp. However, Tomas simply couldn't bear the sorrow of losing Shamaran, so he left his home and wandered about the country from land to land and from mountain to mountain and became known far and wide as a wise man. But they say the snakes know how Shamaran was killed, and because of this, the snakes became the mortal enemy of man. Hmm. Hmm. Little mythology there. It's interesting. From the land of the Turkish. <laughs> what Turkeys know about snakes? Aren't, the Lake Van Monster. What? Turkeys- Natural snake predators? Oh, are they? I think like turkeys and chickens are natural hunters of snakes. Are they? I mean, they their ancestors were T Rexes, right? And everyone knows T Rexes are great snake hunters. <laughs> oh, yeah. They eat many things, including ferns, grasses, grains, buds, berries, insects, acorns, and frogs and snakes. Yeah, I thought so. You didn't hear about the Great War of the Chickens and the Snakes back in 1804? Nope. Never heard that one. Me neither. (laughs) Gobble Squatch fears no snake. The Lake Van monster is a cryptid seen in Lake Van in the south of Mount Ariat in eastern Turkey. Some of the most known documented sightings of the creature appeared between 1995 and 1997, but first sighting is documented in 1889 at Lake Van, the largest lake in Turkey. Its Turkish name is Vangolu Canavari. Vangolu Canavari. Man, I'd love, I wish I had a can of Vari right now. I'd drink the whole thing. A can of what? Vari? I don't know what that is. Me neither, but it's a can oh. of Vari. I feel like, never mind. <laughs> I just woke up. I'm still working on my jokes, okay? <laughs> the Lake Fan Monster has allegedly been sighted by over a thousand eyewitnesses. The monster is said to resemble ancient marine reptiles such as plesiosaur which also shares characteristics with the famous Loch Ness Monster. Sightings have been reported to be international since November 2nd, 1995 in a Daily Telegraph article, but some research suggests that the creature has been seen prior to that time. A supposed short video of the Lake Van Monster was filmed in 1997 by 26-year-old Van University teaching assistant Una Kozak. This controversial video has baffled researchers as to the identification of the creature in the film. I did Some watch it, claim- though. It's on. You can watch it on YouTube. Is it good? It's not. It, I mean, oh. it's shitty old video from 95 or whatever. It's a crappy camera. It's, it's no different than any other Loch Ness monster thing. Well, we can't explain it, but we also can't not explain it. Hmm. You know? Um, beep, beep. Man, I missed that in the last episode. <laughs> Some claim to have seen a beak. Others seem positive as nothing more than a swimming elephant, whereas skeptics refuse to see anything other than a pile of garbage bags floating through the deep waters of the lake. Well, that's depressing in itself. <laughs> <laughs> in late 1997, the film was aired on CNN and since then has become the center of a fire zoological controversy. The Turkish, sci- Turkish scientific community is at a loss to explain the identity and origin of the animal and biology professor Ataturk biology professor at Ataturk University in Izurum Orhan Erman mm-hmm. 
claims that there is nothing that even remotely resembles the Van Lake monster capable of living in the lake, stating it is simply not possible for a creature of the size claimed by witnesses to live in a closed lake like Van. Also, Lake Van is, is a soda lake, so nothing can live there. See, I told you I'm one of the can of Avari. What does a soda lake mean? Uh, I explained it here coming up. I think it's full of um some chemical, uh, salts and sodium or something. Oh, okay. Something like that. I, I, I do. I think I explained it. Oh, yeah, I do. Possible explanations for the sightings are ancient creatures such, such as, wait, did I read that already? No. Such as the plesiosaurus or a mos- mosasaur. I don't know what that is, by the way. Perhaps a giant squid. Of course, none of these have ever been confirmed. Lake Van is the largest lake in Turkey with a surface area of 3,775 square kilometers. It is a saline soda lake receiving water from numerous small streams that descend from the surrounding mountains. Lake Van is one of the world's largest indoor-heic lakes, right? Indoor-heic? Indoor-eric. Indoor. Goddamn Indoor. I I wrote it down. I even looked it up. Indoor-heck? Indoor. Indoor-eric. Indoor-eric? Indoor-eric lakes. Um, Lake Van is 119 kilometers across at its widest point, averaging a depth of 171 meters with a maximum record recorded depth of 451 meters. The lake water is strongly alkaline and rich in sodium carbonate and other salts, making it almost inhabitable. Right. But also, that's, I put all those dumbass measurements in there because it's not possible for that creature, like I said, to live in something that small. Right. Because um, nobody really fish- cares how big the goddamn lake is. I mean, some people might. Okay, you're right. Turkish Nessie cares. Are you doing math over there? I am. I was doing math. <laughs> See, I was meters to feet. Um, the only fish known to live in the brackish water of Lake Van is... God, you did this to me on purpose. What? Chalcolburnus terikai, or the the pearl mullet, uh, crippinid fish related to chub and dace. (laughs) I didn't do it on purpose. Yes, you did. But I definitely didn't want to read it. (laughs) In 2010, a 121-year-old newspaper article was found about a big creature sighting in Lake Van. The article was published at a newspaper named Saudi News in Ottoman, period 1889. The article tells about a sighting report of three men traveling from Tatvan to Alet. The travelers said that they were coming, that they were camping near the lake and then wanted to wash their hands in the lake. While they were washing, a monstrous creature rose from the water quickly and attacked them. It captured one of the three by grabbing onto his leg with its tail and tried to pull him into the lake. The other two tried to save their friend, but their strength wasn't enough to pull him from the creature's grasp. One of them ran back to the camp, picked some of the logs from the fire, and attacked the creature. When the creature was hit with fire, it screamed in extreme ear-piercing pain and submerged back into the depths of the lake, where it took the man with him, never to be seen again. Those two guys just killed their friend and came up with a crazy alibi for it. That's what they did. I feel like you're probably right. That's what they did. Yeah, so Uh, this uh, water monster uh, grabbed him and... There wasn't anything we could do. We tried. We We tried to fight. Hold on. Sorry. Are you okay? Um... Never seen again. The oldest possible sighting report of the Lake Van monster is in Akdamar Island, which is the biggest island in Lake Van. There is an Armenian church named Akdamar Church made in AD 915. Churches outer walls are co- the church's outer walls are covered with stone carving pictures. In one picture, a sea monster-like creature can clearly be seen and under seen underneath a ship. Majority 
of people think that this picture is a reference to the Lake Van Monster. If this picture really is really a reference to Lake Van Monster, that means its presence has been known for more than a thousand years. Yep. I want to watch this video. I want to watch this video. I'm gonna... Uh, Did you find it? Well, oh, well, I th maybe. I don't know if it's this one or not. You gotta go to Turkish YouTube. I'm on the American press. Well, it's definitely not trash. It really kind of does look like a squid. Yeah, but I mean... Who knows what it, I don't know. I wasn't impressed, per se. I don't know. If I, I, I don't know. Maybe it's just a really giant squid that got stuck down there. I don't know what it is. Something looks kind of like an eyeball, but it could just be an old beat up, like, log even. I don't know. I don't. It's baffled scientists for years, okay, Casey Combs? <laughs> huh. Cool. How come everybody videotaped it, but nobody went out to get it? Right. Ooh, Lake Van is really, really pretty, though. It Have is. you seen pictures of it? Uh, Just on the research stuff, like on some of the websites, there were like the little square pictures in the corners and stuff, you know? Oh, they're, it's really, really pretty, it looks like. Maybe you should go visit. I mean, I wouldn't be opposed to going to Turkey. Turkey's a very pretty place. Is Turkey okay right now? I, I don't feel like Turkey's okay right now. I don't think the Turkey's done. I'm not sure. Burp, burp, burp. Oh, yeah, you just gotta not go to certain places of it yeah i'm just gonna stay here in america where i, I feel mean safe if you're for now. in i feel like if we were in like istanbul we'd probably be fine oh yeah 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 you're right but i mean diarbakir is right by syria so oh. probably not there <laughs> i don't know they'll probably kidnap you you're a white girl i'm also a dark-headed white girl though i'm not a blonde hair blue eyes white girl so i'd probably be okay maybe i wouldn't be they'd be like never mind <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know where I was going to go. I mean, probably. No, you probably would be okay. <laughs> I would say something stupid. The myth of Serakiz. One of the most famous Turkish legend legends, Serakiz, is about the highest peak of the Kazdaglari Mountains in Turkish Marmara. Marmara. And <laughs> in Aegean regions. Aegean. Aegon. Aegean. <laughs> Aegean regions. We're going with the first one. A long time ago, a beautiful girl named Serakiz lived in the village of Gyur, and all the young men fell in love with her and asked for her hand in marriage. When her father didn't see any of them fit enough to become her husband, the young men turned against him and concocted a lie that Serakiz had done something sinful. And oh. What's that? I said, oh. I like that all the men were like, all right, we all want her, but we can't have her because of her dad. So let's just fuck her life up. Yeah. <laughs> it's not even her fault. Jesus let's just Christ. fuck her life up. Oh, God, I didn't even see it that way. But like then once they killed the dad, like, were they all going to kill each other? Never mind. I'm going to continue. Uh, and they had demanded that he either kill her or move away from the village. Jesus. <laughs> Uh, because the father didn't have it in him to kill his beloved daughter, he decided to take her far away to the peak of Kazdaglari Mountains, hoping that she would survive on her own. The young girl succeeded in surviving and even helped wanderers who had lost their way. When her father found out that she was still alive, he visited her to find that she had become a goose farmer. <laughs> Kaz means goose in Turkish. Nowadays, the peak has Serika's tome. The peak that has Serika's tome is named after her, while the peak where her father is buried is called Bebetepe, Father's Peak. What a bunch of assholes. Damn. Yeah. I mean, it's just urban legend. <laughs> That's how the mountain got its name. <sighs> I feel bad for her in so many ways. The legend of Kids Kulesi. Kid, Kid Cuddy? Kid Cuddy. I really like Kid Cuddy. I don't think I know a Kid Cuddy song. Oh. Um, Istanbul's Kiz Kulesi, Maiden's Tower, has a lot of stories associated with it, but the most famous is the one about the Seljuk Sultan and his beautiful daughter. When the Sultan saw a nightmare where his daughter died 
when the Sultan saw a nightmare, saw a nightmare where his daughter died after being bitten by a snake, he sent her away to live in the tower in order to protect her life. The daughter lived there for years. And one day after she overcame a very heavy illness, the people sent her many gifts to celebrate her good health. One of the gifts happened to be a basket of grapes and unbeknown to the village woman who took it to the tower, a small snake was buried deep within the sweet fruits at night. When the daughter was sleeping, the snake slithered out and like her father's nightmare, the princess died of a snake bite. What? Oh, wouldn't you feel bad, man? <laughs> <laughs> oh, as the father or the snake or the basket giver? The, or the all father. The, above. the father and the basket giver mostly. The, the snake father. doesn't care. The snake might care. Oh, Shamaran ah. cared. Oh, actually, snakes are actually mortal enemies of man now because of that. Never mind. Shamaran yeah, doesn't care anymore. Doesn't care. She's we dead anyway. We fucked that one up. Imagine that. We fucked something up. <laughs> There's a first for everything. Click, click. Sorry, I was making sure I had the right episode number on here because I always mess myself up and then I have to go and count them and it, it's frustrating. God, I'm so glad you do that. I want to go back so bad and do all that stuff on ours, but they're so out of order. On ours? I'm sorry, on, on Pints. Oh. And then I had... I, I, had I mostly have ours together. I had Taco Bruise Days lined out all perfectly with episode names and stuff and then I started having Daddy was writing them and then Matt was editing them. And so now I had, the numbers are all messed up, not because of them, but because he started labeling his like one, two, and three, and mine were, mm -hmm. and they're all off. I was like, oh my God, I hate it. But whatever. It doesn't matter. As long as they're there, that's all that matters. I try to keep ours together. Proud of you. But then you went and you picked Maddie Scott, which was like episode 20. It was, gosh, shit. Was it? My bad. <laughs> it's See? okay. You're welcome. I got to keep you on your toes. <laughs> what you get for trying to better your life and shit yeah you know i'm really trying okay really trying mm -hmm. we got a dryer oh congratulations thank you thank you i'm wearing slightly soggy underwear today <laughs> i don't like any of that i don't like any of it <laughs> i don't either i bet not uh it's a weird way to get your girlfriend wet casey combs well you know gotta do what you gotta do right it's how i keep her panties wet she's breaking the dryer oh, god Right, this conversation is over. <laughs> All right. Um, what else we got? Is that it? Are we done? I want to try and get... Um, well, let's do our outro, then we can talk about it. Okay. Are you waiting for me? <laughs> yeah. You want me to go first? Uh, no, I can go first. I can go first. Okay, you go first. All right. Uh, thank you, everyone, for listening to our show. We hope you enjoyed this. I want to send a special thank you to my meatball mistress, though. <laughs> thank you for supporting me in my meatball. You're going to give her such a big head. <laughs> no, don't say that about her forehead, Casey oh, Combs. She wants to be a guest. She wants to guest, like, guest star on one of our episodes sometime. All right, as long as she fixes that lazy eye. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not trying to look at the screen and stare at that lazy eye all day, man. Golly, don't be mean. You said it, not me. You said it when we were off air earlier. You're like, yeah. I was like, man, she's so pretty, but. You're like, yeah, she's not, she's pretty good looking, but she has that lazy eye. And I was like, what? And then I started looking. I was like, oh man, you're right. I hope she gets that fixed. Yep. That's <laughs> Dang it. Anyways, thank you for listening and supporting and be sure to check out all the other shows that are on the Pints Network, Pints the Roundtable, Taco Brews Day, Press Play. Am I missing any? I feel like I'm missing one. I think that's all of them. We got zombie radio coming up and stuff, but. And also, uh, you mean check out our Patreon too, uh, patreon.com slash pints of the round table. It will be in the show description. And because uh, uh, pints of the round table actually has all of our ads are up there now. So if you want to listen ad free, you can do it over there. It's only five bucks a month and we'll be having an ad on this show soon as well. So if you want to hear it ad free, 
You can go over there. And also it helps us, man. Five bucks a month isn't that much, but it goes a long way for us. It means I can buy cheese out of the fancy part of I, the grocery store. I can buy <laughs> meatballs and I can buy wine. And let's be honest, my wine episodes are the best. Entertaining. <laughs> I don't know if they're the best. We'll just say entertaining. <laughs> I, think I can't wait to drink wine on this show. I can't wait to drink wine with you either. I think Zombie Radio is going to be a blast. So I think. Oh, it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. You guys are going to really enjoy that. I'm going to really enjoy that. I think that's it. We good? That's it. That's it. Let's that's get, it. Let's get out of here. There are many good reasons for drinking. He doesn't have a cup. <laughs> there are many good reasons for drinking. Him not having a cup would be a terrible reason for drinking. <laughs> <laughs> that's going to make it really hard. Oh, wait. That was the post. That was the toast. Do you want me to start over? Yeah, I fucked it all up. I, I want you to start. I apologize. I definitely fucked that up. <laughs> there are many good reasons for drinking. One has just entered my head. If we don't drink when we're living. How the hell can we drink when we're dead? Cheers. Cheers. <laughs>